Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome. We are here live in D.C., and Dr. Mraz is in the Baltimore vicinity. I get to join her after the show to have, oh, wait a second. Let's see. There we go. I think I got some feedback because I'm doing live stream. I think I did live stream right, hopefully. Well, anyway, how are you, Dr. Mraz? I'm fantastic. And you've had quite a tour. I think it's 21 days total. You're nearing the last stretch, the last lap. Yes. So tell, tell our audience uh, about your week with Dr. Obama in Florida, et cetera. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Obama. I thought he was amazing when I met him online. To be in the room with him was he had people come in and sing. He let me sing. I swear the heavens opened. I mean, it was the most amazing experience I've ever had. He's very into the intimate crowds, the little, the smaller group, right? And yeah, you never know who you're going to meet. So Dr. Obama came to New York for the big gigantic uh, jumbo screen. He saw, he met you, Eric, you met him. And yeah, he had breakfast yeah. with us. He's just a really nice man, really goofy. And then he invited me down to his mastermind to speak. And what I did not realize is the man's got multiple personalities. Not really, but he, we saw the goofy one in New York playing and everything. He's a multi-millionaire, multi-multi-millionaire. He does not own a house. He lives wherever he wants to in penthouses around the world. And um, I'm joining that guy with that, by the way, I'm going to, I'm joining his family with that, but it was, what's really neat about it is if you really want to up your game in business, I would seriously consider, well, contact me and I'll, I'll connect you to Dr. O, but Dr. O has this mastermind and I watch people go from zero to 130 in two days. It, it was incredible. And I, I wrote you Ken and said, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. This right. is amazing. I, I didn't want to leave. I don't want to leave that that energy circle. So if you've ever been around Ken and I, we move at Mach 60. This whole group moves at Mach 60. So, hmm. so well, uh, to so that we do not leave the audience with gosh, I wish I'd known about this before. We can actually forecast that Dr. Obama is coming to DC. He's coming to D.C. to the BLN Live, so the Business Leaders Network Live event on uh, January, right? Yeah, oh. January 16th is, well, no, no, <laughs> December 16th, this Friday. You, you, you tricked me into that. Okay, so December 16th, we're having a, a nice dinner. Um, of course, Mel and Eric, we'd love to have you come to this uh, wonderful event. You get to meet the speakers, dine with them, and the next day, it's a full eight-hour day of hearing roughly 30 speakers who are flying from all parts of the country. And so I'm the, I'm the starting keynote, but Dr. O was the ending keynote for that day. Yes, he is. So we're both very powerful speakers and we're the sandwich. We're the bread and the sandwich. So if you mm. want to have your mind just yeah. blown, you need to come out to the blnlive.com. Go there and sign up and say, hey, I want to see you all. It's and amazing. to give a little extra props now, we have uh, Jose Escobar. Yes. And we have J.R. Spear, who own two wonderful organizations, 
and they are the ones who introduced me to Dr. Obama that eventually got to you. Yeah, just incredible. incredible. Isn't it neat how the dots connect? Yes. So and, this, this is what's crazy about it is I was in D, uh, New York with you. Right. Dr. Obama invited me down to Fort Lauderdale to his event. And then I came back up here for another event with you for Amplifluence. And then I'm flying back to Miami for Jose's event. Uh, no, Ray Perez. Oh, Ray, Ray Perez. Perez. Mel, you can see if I wasn't here, there would be people going all over the United States that wouldn't even be landing in the right area or meeting the right person. Listen, so, and Ray Perez is. Listen, a, a, I'm invite. telling you, that's something else there. That poor thing. I'm sitting here like I'm dizzy just listening. I'm- <laughs> I know. Well, you're you're about to go live, Mel, because you're next, and um, Michelle may or may not stay on the on the call, but she's uh, she's our cameo today. We like to have a cameo that kind of brings people up to date. And since she goes on so many events that uh, are really relevant to authors and speakers. I love to have her share her perspective and also validate that I'm not crazy, that I, this really does happen. <laughs> um, you are crazy, but they I am crazy. Happen. But I, I do want to uh, I want to mention one other thing that was really important that happened in Florida, and that was. Uh, Ruby. Oh, Ruby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ruby is an amazing woman. And actually, she was one, Eric, who also thought you you look like a very famous rapper. Yes, indeed. <laughs> So Ruby uh, caused the Tampa event. Well, Ruby caused the Tampa event, and that caused Janelle Harris to be part of uh, part of really the the hosting. And then Pearl Pearl uh, hosted us in Tampa as well. So what an amazing event! And then we're going to go. By the way, Eric, you you like warm weather, right? Mel, you like warm weather. It snowed here it. last night. Yeah. So yeah. we're going we're going to Florida to do a, a three fur. We're going to go Tampa, o- Ocala, where Ruby lives, and then we're going to go to Orlando and say hi to Mickey, and then we're going to head back to the cold weather. But it's going to be a nice little three-day. And then, Eric, you are so awesome. You, Dr. Obama, Emilio, um, several other people came. Raja came to the event just to support the authors, and we are expediting the warm weather experience of Times Square. We are doing 100 authors, 100 books. Of course, Melly B's book will be out and about at that point. So Mel, you'll be on the big jumbotron. And um, I don't, I don't like to brag, but I am very proud of what happened in Tampa and it has gotten a a decent sponsor on Facebook. So I'll just say, thank you, Janelle Harris from she exists magazine. She gave me, um, it says, yeah, he exists. (laughs) So I was, uh, I was flattered. I was humbled. And then what was most amazing is that five ladies who have been awarded different uh, She Exists uh, words spoke on my behalf that I had made a difference in their life. So I was choked up to say the least. And what a nice culmination to my experience in Florida. Um, Coming back to um, take care of family, I was going to stop into Dr. Obama's. But for those of you who uh, pray, I would love for your prayers for my brother. He He is in care right now for degenerative uh, muscle um, strength and it's it, it's very depressing so we're trying to give him lots of love and lots of positivity and that's where I, I was well spent my time um, being with my brother so we're gonna move to what's that what you needed to I mean remember I no matter, everything we do with Amplifluence, everything we do in our world family first we take care of the people that we love and remember family isn't just blood. So the people we choose. So Ken, we cannot help. We are connected, but family, we can choose. 
and this Amplifluence family we have, when you said your brother was sick, it was like, why do you think we have partners so we can go without you there and still represent? And that is why we honored you with the He Exists Award, because you are monumental in these, well, the, the four of us that were there. It was myself, Pearl, Pearl Carenza, I can never say her last name, uh, Carenza, and then we yeah. had uh, Sabrina Protek, and then we had Janelle Harris. We all praised you because of the way you have brought us in like family, and you take care of us like family, and family comes first. You take care of that. Remember that. And yes, we all will mm-hmm. lift our prayers up. I will get quiet now because it is Mel E.B.'s turn. Well, before we, we turn it to Mel, I just want to say as the gift from what you just shared, Mel, I have learned, Eric, I have learned that this definition that I came up with roughly almost 12 years ago has served me to have relationships that only build. They don't, they don't degenerate. Um, and it is the perfect partnership is when two or more people verbally or written agree to compete to unconditionally give more than the other. It's a very mm. tight definition I came up with. And I looked at every partnership I had and I said, this one worked because of, and this one didn't work because of, and I was able to create that definition. And I will tell you that with uh, Renee, the, my executive assistant, Michelle, J.R. Spear, um, Robert, uh, by the way, we didn't even do the sponsors, Add Value to Life, Robert Peterson and Noel, and then Rich Parsons with Your Success Magazine. Those are the kind of people you grow with. You don't just have a partnership and call it a partnership. You grow with them. Your abundance grows. Your happiness grows. Your purpose grows. So all that said, Mel E.B. in the house. How are you doing, Mel? I'm fabulous. How are you all? Well, we're moving from... Sister Michelle to Sister Mel, and both of you have something in common. You both have won the Ultimate Spear Competition, and Mel, you get to come to my show one more time because you're on this show today because I wanted to finish the year with you being a winner that I love this year that has made a difference because of just one thing. Just There's so many other things, but just one thing, just bringing Eric into my life has been uh, definitely something that I'm very appreciative of, but the other reason is because you're going to talk about the book that's coming out before April that we're putting on the jumbo truck. I know. I know. I'm super <laughs> duper excited. I, you know, before we go there, I am a huge believer in giving flowers to people while they're with us. And so one of the things I want to say is that Dr. Michelle Moraz, she's my kindred sister. When she and I first met, I remember just what's the deal with this lady, you know? And then she started kind of sharing and and I'm looking at her and she's kind of looking a little confused. Like, why is this lady looking at me like this? And the tears just start flowing down my face because I say to her, you're the first woman I've ever met that I don't have to explain what I've been through and you already understand me. There's something about that human experience in that space that's just, it's validating. Yeah. And, and so it, it made it even that much more beautiful for me is that she was a reflection of me as a woman of color. And so even in that space, it was even that much more empowering. And she says to me, well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to touch lives. That's wonderful. But what else? 
And I'm looking at her like, lady, look, I just gave you the formula. And, <laughs> and, and at that point, I, I very quickly said, well, you know, as quiet as it's kept, I want to be on television. I want every day at 4 p.m. when you turn on your television, my face is right there. And she, and she, and she said, mm, okay, I have people I want you to meet. And so with her, she just planted seeds that, that, that summer afternoon in me that have literally just taken root in ways that even I'm still yet to figure out and understand. So I appreciate you and I'm so grateful for you. And I just always want to give my flowers. Come with me on TV. Come with me. I know, right? She says that all the time. Come on on. You know, like, okay. (laughs) Now you did. uh, So Christoph um, is the reason we know each other. And I'm a big proponent of giving credit where credit is due without Christoph. uh, There's a, there's a lot of people that are heart-centered community leaders that he has brought to the forefront on that stage that I have become not just friends with, but uh, like Michelle said earlier, practically family. Um, and so you were in Rhode Island recently and you, you did the Dose of Hope, right? Yes. Okay. And what is the title of your book so we can let the audience know what to, they're going to be receiving soon? Oh, yes. I am a warrior. Watch me slay. I'm a warrior. Watch me slay. And do you, you had said something about potentially a compilation book. Did you, did you want to share about that? Yes. So one of my, you know, as I've started really kind of navigating this world, I've noticed that, you know, as women of color, we are part of a subgroup to a subgroup. And so when this happens, I wonder about the voices of other women of color that desperately want a seat at the table that maybe don't know where the table is located or how to gain a seat. And so I said to you, hey, can I do a copulation book of women that are minorities, black and brown, that come from all walks of life, that share their stories? And you're like, "Uh, yeah, why are we even having this conversation? And I'm like, well, hey, look, I just don't want to presume anything. And so I've started kind of like the small bits of gathering women uh, that I know are powerhouses in their own rights and in their fields. And the idea is going to be that I want to give them their chance to share because sometimes writing a book can be very scary and daunting, especially if you are the one carrying the shoulder weight of it all. Right. So having just a chapter can be a way for someone to gain confidence and wet their toes a little bit and kind of go through the process and the experience of editing and publishing and being part of something. So you're singing in I'm the super choir. excited. Yeah, you're singing the choir. That's exactly what we believe <laughs> over here. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's going to happen. So we may have two books to come out in April. Is that kind of what you're saying? That that's the plan. Yes. Yes. And how do people reach you, uh, connect with you, appeal to you, um, submit their, their reason that they should be chosen to be in your book? Oh, absolutely. So I'm on all forms of social media. Um, You know, Dr. Moross made sure to drill that home back in July. Uh, Baby, there's no social media footprint. You need to make one. Okay. So. (laughs) Well, let's, let's start with MySpace. What's, what's your handle on MySpace? (laughs) Ah, yeah. I I don't have one of those anymore. Now you're taking it back. (laughs) I know, right? Just just write it back old school. Um, But you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's going to be Mel EB 617. 
Uh, 617 is our area code here for Boston. So if you are original Bostonian, you will have a 617 area code on your phone. Uh, you know, there are many exchanges now, but it's kind of like New York, the 212. Yeah, same concept, 617. So uh, you can find me on any of the social media platforms this way. Inbox me, direct message me and, you know, let me know. And we can have a conversation about what your thoughts are, what your hopes are. What is it that you're hoping to accomplish and gain by being part of this project and see if it's a fit and it works. And to me, that itself is a win-win for everybody. So I have three questions for you and then we're going to jet over to Eric. So with that being said, three questions, I need them to be somewhat short answers, not short, but somewhat short. So first one is what would you like to say about Ultimate Speaker and Christoph since that is the reason we're here today? Hope. Hope. Do you want to say anything about, uh, do you want to acknowledge Christoph, uh, say thank you or anything? Oh, absolutely. Christoph was the first person to give me a chance. At first, he did exactly what everyone else did. Well, I'm too busy. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just watch my video. Just please. Maybe when I get to the gate, he said. And well, the, reason I, the reason I love asking that question, Mel, is because Christoph has a big heart. And if he doesn't hear on a regular basis that it makes a difference in other people's lives, he may, uh, he may not know how much of a difference he makes. So this is just a way of oh. saying that. And then I, oh, ab- absolutely. But that's, why, but that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. He, yeah. he took a chance on me. He, yep. he watched my video and said, you belong on my stage. That's beautiful. I said, you know, and so had, had he not taken that chance, I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't know Dr. Morass. I wouldn't have been able to bring this, this uh, handsome gentleman up there in the corner of my screen uh, into your world uh, because of somebody who took a chance and believed in me. Well, now we're going to segue over to that very special man. So who is this amazing man to you? And uh, how did you see the light to put this all together? That's my road dog. That's my buddy. That's my pal. That's my chum. Um, you know, Eric, so EJ, so actually to me, he's EJ, uh, DJ Spins. Uh, he and I have a show that we co-host together on iHeartRadio on that platform. It's 98.1, The Urban Heat, every Monday at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We're together. And he and I were brought together by a dear friend of ours who is no longer with us. Uh, He lost his battle to cancer. And this gentleman had, it, it, it just, he was well before his time. That's the only way I can really describe Josh. And we refer to him as our fallen comrade, five star general, because he commanded. As soon as he walked into a space, he just had the it. And so when he had this idea of the bomb squad on Mondays, he said, Mel, I want you to come in. Okay. Hey, EJ, I want you to be the DJ. I've never met this man a day in my life. This huge monstrosity of a man walks through the door and bends his head in. And I'm like, who are you, Jolly Green Giant? And he's like, hi, I'm Eric. I was like, I was not expecting you to sound that way. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, and I say that cause he's just, a, he's a gentle giant. Yes, he is. In stature, he is extreme. You know, you, his presence. He's blindside. I, I, he's blindside. Oh, absolutely. I loved it. Dr. Moras, when we were in Rhode Island says, Hey, walk with me through some room. And I said, he's security. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Mel, so we can have Eric actually share his beautiful voice. I wanted uh, to give people an opportunity to really get to know you a, a little bit better in this first segment. So if you'll just take a couple minutes, um, kind of literally, to share who you are. Um, you, you shared an amazing story on the stage at Ultimate Sphere Competition. If you'll just give like a two or three minute uh, synopsis of that, uh, like you're, what you've had to go through to get where you are. Sure. Well, I, you know, the best way to explain it, and I say often, is I have literally experienced pretty much everything that a, a female can go through uh, in this human experience. And I believe that all these things happen solely so that I would be prepared for this moment. That when I speak, I speak from a heart-centered space that's not a space of judgment, but a space of healing and a space of wanting people to know that they're not alone. So that is the essence of everything that I do. I pour in and try to give as much hope as possible to anybody that hears my voice that can relate to my story. That was beautiful. So uh, to finish that up, I just want to... I want to acknowledge that you brought that heart to that event. I met you and in seconds I fell in love with the, the inspiration you bring to the event, the energy, mm -hmm. the nonstop ability that you brought. You were very vulnerable at that event. You shared that this was an all in yes. uh, situation. You went there with basically the gas in the tank and yes. you did that with me saying, I want to work with her. I want to support her. I want to do things that my gifts can help put your power where it needs to be. And so I just want to acknowledge you that you're the type of person I don't have to ask, is she hungry? I don't have to ask, is she determined? I don't have to ask, will she be there? So thank you. Thank you. No, thank thank you. you. I Listen, build it, they'll come, right? Yes. And I want to give you one last opportunity before we go to second segment with you. Um, you are a mommy. I am. Would you I'm like very, to give a very shout out? very proud mommy. Would you like to give I a shout my, out to? Yes, to my babies. You can say the names if you want. Your choice. Oh, there's too many. There's oh, there's too many. many. There's about there's 20. Many. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Eric, whenever we have over 20 babies, we use the code word too many. Got it? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric, so proud of you. The one thing I told you earlier is that it's so rare that someone can give me a cover that I say, okay, we're good. He gave me four choices. We both agreed that this was the lock-in. It also was the agreement of what the general consensus of the public was, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this was at the Library of Congress. And every single person that was on the tour said that this book looked like it was supposed to be on the shelf at the Library of Congress. And that was, the, I mean, when you're talking about... Um, I don't know, book covers that look like this, you wouldn't necessarily think they belong in the Library of Congress. And some of them, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, this is not to poke fun or anything, but we do have, this one does not look like it would belong at the Library of Congress, okay? <laughs> um, so, so my point is, when I was photographing, I was like, man, this is so presidential. This is so civil rights. This is so human and, and so historic. And so I just want to commend you that you brought to me something that was easy to market. You brought your heart, you brought a fantastic mindset, and then you brought art. You brought art and you brought a message. So congratulations. I am so excited that you are part of the tribe. And uh, I do nice actually give, I give thanks every single day uh, that Mel introduced us. So thank you. And uh, let's, let's finish this segment. We have a good three or four minutes. And I guess, Dr. Mraz, I'll see you in about an hour. 
uh, more or less. Um, so Eric, why don't you share, I guess, your version of it was a good day. <laughs> Did you like how I slipped that in? I mean, I just had yeah. to. So yeah. I would like you to take two or three minutes and tell the audience, who are you? And, you know, start off with where you're born and just kind of quickly get to where we are now. We're going to go into second segment a little deeper, obviously. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. I grew up in Mattapan. Um, pretty much, you know, like a smaller city within the big city of Boston. And, um, you know, throughout my childhood, just kind of like, you know, went through several things at home, dealt with a lot of trauma within the home, also outside of the home. Because, you know, with, during my teenage years, there was like a lot of gang violence going on. The um, There was an uptick in regards to like, like drug dealing and things like that. So just trying to um, navigate through the home process, you know, within my home with my mother, my father, my sister, and then also dealing with all of the elements outside of the home, not knowing, you know, once I left the house, whether I was going to make it back home safely. Those were like a lot of challenges. So it was, it was pretty tough growing up. But as time went on, you know, I became a father and I knew at that point that I had to, you know, work my best and put my best foot forward to my children and my parents were. To me. So I had to change that narrative and just become a better person. I can't say that it was always. Um, but I always, you know, again, put my best foot forward to be the best father I could possibly be. Because, you know, ultimately, I'm the hero. I'm the person that they look up to. So they are a um, reflection of me, and I'm a reflection of them. Amen. Well said. And I guess I want to go a little deeper before we go on break. The, mm -hmm. You said navigating a narrative. So navigating, obviously, is maneuvering so that you are safe and maneuvering so you get where you want to go. That's navigating. So how does one who is in a challenging environment navigate from a standpoint of people that don't know what it's like. And then from a standpoint that they know what it's like, but how do they do it? Well, one of my biggest things was I, I my uncle, God rest his soul. Um, my uncle Robert, he was one that he taught me a lot of street smarts. Um, you know, growing up as a kid, my, there wasn't a lot of like focus from my father on me as his son. You know, it was all about him making the money, working the overtime, driving the fancy cars. So I didn't really get a chance to see my father a whole lot, only maybe like on Sunday when he wasn't working. So just to be able to um, get through some of those elements within the city, I had to become street smart, like really quickly, because at the age of 11, I was robbed at gunpoint during daylight. So at that point, I knew that, you know, the city that I lived in, you know, I had to always be on the defense and make sure that I wasn't traveling in certain areas within the city that are more dangerous than others. And I had to know what those points in the city were to stay away from them if need be. So well, we're going to go into a cliffhanger here because I'm going to bring you back on one of those more dangerous moments that you just spoke of. And then we're going to go into your okay. book. So I uh, want to give a shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Voice America, Jeff Spinard, looking down at from heaven and blessing the show every day. Uh, of course, Amplified stands for amplifying leaders that live a life they love, inspire hope, and create community. Perfect Publishing, our new book from Eric Jones. Uh, we have Add Value to Life, which is Robert, uh, Robert Peterson. We have Rich Parsons, Your Success Magazine. And I'm going to give some love to the BLN. 
Business Leaders Network because they have a big event coming out this week and they are a sponsor of the show just because they are so cool. So we'll be back in a minute. Hang tight. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, this is Ken Roshan on Amplified Voice America. So excited to be back in this conversation. We have our lovely sponsors, Perfect Network, Perfect Networker, Perfect Publishing. We have the Keep Smiling Movement. We have Eric Jones. We have BLN. Uh, we have Your Success Magazine. And of course, Mel, what is your show? We're adding your show in. What is your show? Bomb Squad. <laughs> awesome. So we were in the m- middle of a conversation with Eric as he was talking about how he navigated. And it reminded me of two or three opportunities I'd like to declare, because when you declare someone to show, it actually causes you to create a reality out of that declaration. So I don't know. If, have you guys ever heard of Black History Month? Yes. You have? Okay. How no. do I feel like that's a trick question? <laughs> Why, yes, sir. So we have Black History Year. Through the Keep Smiling movement, we have the nice 365 days, and I am going to declare, with your help, as much as you'd like to give it, there are roughly um, 100 pages I need to fill with people that deserve to be honored for their leadership, their inspiration, their community building, their authorship, their message, etc. So I will send you guys a copy of that, and I'm on a, a really hot and heavy goal in the next uh, 15 days to fill the book so that every single day you of course will both be in the book. Um, but Aww. every single day we're honoring somebody that is doing great things in the world that just deserves to have a little shout out that day. So uh, that's one. And then the other thing is we're going into a conversation called a defining moment, a defining moment, as you know, is 
you're having a horrible life, possibly, and you have a defining moment that changes it and allows you to have a great life, or you're having a great life and a defining moment happens and you bomb out and you realize that this is not the direction and you never go back that direction. You go back up Clear. So we have something called a uh, hope is dope that our intention is to get that into every school system. So the kids that need to make better decisions can read about people that had real life situations happen and they had a defining moment that got them in the navigation on the right course with the right mindset. Cool. So are we good with that? Absolutely. Because hope is dope. And I want mm-hmm. both of you to be in that book that I released, the newer version of it. It's, it's been released before, but I'm, I want you in the newer version. And I want to ask that question to you first, Eric. What is a defining moment based on the navigation and the, what was the narrative that caused you to have the right trajectory to be where we are today? Um, so... As part, of the, as part of the navigation process um, throughout my childhood, I mean, there were several situations that caused me to become very depressed. I didn't have uh, my self-esteem love. I mean, even going off to college at the age of 18, standing in front of a class doing like public speaking, you know, it was very hard for me to do that. I couldn't gather my words. I break out to a complete sweat just because of all the things that I went through, the traumatic situations that I went through at home. And then it was like, over time, I had to really do some deep searching to kind of find out, you know, dig a little bit deeper into my family, both sides, my mother and my father's side, to find out or try to find out where some of their behavior came from. And I couldn't find the answer to that. So at that point, I, I just basically realized that a lot of the situations that they were dealing with, it was more so about themselves. It wasn't about me because I kept thinking that it was about me. And I thought that myself and my sister were the problem in their marriage. So over time, um, it just helped to boost my self-esteem, not knowing that I was the issue within their marriage and my sister wasn't the issue within their marriage. So that helped me to walk with a little bit more pride. My self-esteem was a lot better. I started feeling a lot more confident about myself. And then fast forward into the position that I have now as a account coordinator for a um, huge dental insurance company, I'm going right back to that same element where at one point I had a problem standing in front of people and talking. I now have to go out and talk with several clients, sometimes anywhere between 100 to 200 people. But now my confidence level is is so much or higher than what it was back then. So that's, that was like a really, you know, a really good moment for me. Um, we will talk about this book, but I do want to talk about your guardian nature. I mean, I know that we weren't in danger at the Rhode Island Author Expo, but I also know that if we were, we had nothing to worry about. What, what is it about you that causes this type of awareness almost as if you are a bodyguard? What is that that caused that? One of the biggest things that um, it, it goes right back to my childhood. I mean, I've I always felt like, you know, as far as like my parents, you know, me being pulled out the house, placed in the foster care. I always felt like they should have been a, the protector over myself and my sister. So, you know, that's something that I that I always seeked, you know, all throughout my childhood. So then once I became a father at the age of 18, 
you know, soon to be turning 19 shortly after, I just started to adapt that protective type of behavior. So it's no matter who I'm mm -hmm. around, um, you know, it could be a friend, it could be a cousin, it could be a wife, sister, brother, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to be watching. Even when it doesn't seem like I'm watching, I really am watching. Like you could walk oh, it was off. clear. Yeah, you could walk off away from me. I'm still going to, you know, every once in a while, I'm going to give a glance over, make sure that you're okay. That's just how I, that's just how I am. I mean, that's just something that I've adapted. I don't really see myself losing sight of that anytime soon. That's just who I am. That's who I'll always continue to be. Um, you know, in New York, it did matter. <clears throat> so, Mel, we had some of the ladies that, you know, they're cold. They've been out uh, in front of Times Square Jumbotron for hours. And it was getting close to midnight. And they were like, <clears throat> or actually it was after midnight. And they said, we'd like to go back to the hotel. And Eric says, uh, Ken, I got to take off. I got to make sure they're okay. And he, he made sure they got back. So, and we got, we got to meet for uh, some Guinness and Jameson to celebrate your uh, half of your book tour, right? And yeah. you did have your book at the Library of Congress. It was at Tampa and it's going to be in DC again. And there's gonna be so many things that happen with this book, but um, what would you like to say about the defining moment and this book? Well, I mean, I've, first I have to start out with um, giving all the praise to Melly B for introducing me to you because that just created a set way for me to be able to um, write the book. Um, one of the that was a no-brainer. Wait, but we have to say, moments. hold on. We got to say that was a no-brainer, though. I came back from Philly on a high, and I was like, I met a guy, and he's going to, man, listen, you just got to work with him. And he's like, uh, okay. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's I think he's downplaying this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he is certainly someone that I know um, the way he shows his feelings through action. So he is he has stepped up to the plate every single time I've asked him to. And he's he was in New York and Rhode Island. And he, he's going to be phenomenal next year. I can tell. I agree. So That's continue. The goal. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. not just the goal. It's the reality being made. Yeah. So one of one of the most um, defining moments that I could think of in in my book, uh, um, not to go into a long stressed out story, but you know I had going through all the trauma that I went through uh, throughout my teenage years, placed in the foster care, you know, in and out of the house, and you know, just getting into the you're breaking up a little bit, I think, Eric. All right, uh, Eric, check your signal. I want to come back to that, and I do want to have Mel be invited. There's something okay. happening with your signal, Eric. So just check your signal. Okay. We're going to go to Mel, and I'm going to come back to you. Just give me a thumbs up okay. when you're ready. So, okay. Mel, talk about a defining moment uh, for you. Ah, that's great. So, uh, you know, I, too, born and raised and educated in Boston. I love my city. Uh, like most people that come from a great city, uh, we are the city of champions. And for me, I, you know, I come from a place, as I shared a bit earlier, where trauma, uh, a lot of it happened in a really small, compacted uh, amount of time, especially uh, pretty intense stuff. And I'd wake up angry and I'd go to bed angry and I was always angry at everybody and I was fighting and I was in trouble and I just didn't care. And I realized that I would fixate for hours on my abusers, hmm. what they'd done how they did it, what they said, when they said it, what they were wearing. I, it's amazing how my memory literally is etched with all these events. 
And that real changing moment was in the forgiveness. Hmm. And the forgiveness was not for my abusers. It was forgiving myself in a way that allowed me to have a reprieve. And so in that, that was my turning moment because I was taking back my power. I was unapologetically standing in my truth and in my light with my voice. And it took years for me to get to a place where I was comfortable with it. But that was really that, that pivotal moment for me. Awesome. And that's obviously going to show up in your book. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So what, what would you say to, I, I know that you said this in Dose of Hope, but in a, in a more succinct way, what would you say to a woman who has been subjected to really a lot of abuse, whether it be mental, physical, sexual, um, and they've lost hope and they just don't see a way out of it? What would you say? Hey, sis, I need you to get up. I need you to get up. I see you. I want you to know that you have power and you are worthy and you are somebody. I need you to get up. And you need to read her story in Dose of Hope as well as some of the other ladies in the book because we don't know when we don't have hope that there were people that lived the same journey or a journey much worse that had to come out of it. And, Absolutely. you know, Mel, the thing that I do relate um, to you from a standpoint of my mission is when my mom passed of Alzheimer's that I not only gave my life to God, but I gave my life to be a tribute to her, which her biggest stand in life was that humanity should be treated with respect. And mm. I had a big issue and so did she with how people are treated different. And so women became a focal point, women empowerment, specifically as a, as a mission that would give me the best way of thanking her. Because if she was not a powerful woman, I could not be a, a leader. And I, and I certainly couldn't be a positive one because she was a positive force. I received force. that. I received that, yes. So that is one of the reasons why I can relate without having gone through it, is I see it and it's not right. And it's, and it's stupid and ignorant that it happens. Mm -hmm. So. The more we educate, the more we actually have people get out of that ignorant zone and become aware that there was the only thing that was causing that, that discrimination was fear. Isn't that something? Yes. And, and, you know, fear is a form of ignorance because we're afraid of something. We don't know why we're afraid of it, but we're afraid of it. And then when light is shown on it, we say we're afraid of it. It's, it's actually like a magic trick. I, I did a magic trick with my son the other day. And he said, how did you do this? I, I gave him a, a bunch of cards and I had five cards in the center that I knew exactly what those five cards were. The chance of him picking it was reasonably high. And four times in a row, he picked one of those five cards. Now I changed the five cards so it would never be the same, but I'd, I'd hand him the deck. I'd say, put it anywhere you want in the deck. He, he did. And I said, shuffle it because I knew those five cards. I only need to know those five cards. And it baffled him. And when he'd hand back the deck, I'd find his card, put it at the bottom of the deck, and I'd throw the deck down hard, and I'd slap it, and, I, and I'd say, pick up the deck. It's the last card in the deck. He goes, how did you do this, Daddy? And so that is what I think discrimination is and ignorance and fear is. I think it's not knowing that the trick is love. The trick mm -hmm. is being vulnerable. The trick is sharing how it's done so there's illumination. Other people can be powerful with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
I, you know, I, I concur that 100%. And I will say this, as you were speaking about uh, 365 days of Black history, we all need to understand that the true, true seed when it was planted was by Willie Lynch. And if you have not read the Willie Lynch letters, it would be so imperative for you to do so, so you can truly understand why we as a people continue to have issues and struggle internally. Well, I, I invite you, and of course you as well, Eric, to have one page um, honoring Willie Lynch. We certainly can't honor him in any other way, but to have maybe one page that invites people to check him out on, on, uh, on Google. I don't, I don't know if you want to honor him. I think it's more the diabolicalness of, of what it can do to people's psyche through generations. Well, my point is that we uh, make it awareness, an awareness. Of it. Uh, well, yes, most pe- a lot of people don't, to be honest. When you say his name, a lot of people will say, who? Well, so, let, yeah. let me let me let me paint this a little differently. You remember Raja, the guy with the five, the six black belts? I do. He uh, was on stage, Eric, and he said that my book that I want to have come out is called Hug a Bully. I do and remember so, this. Wow. this. This is extremely important because he actually made me understand that I am a defender different than you, Eric, not in this stature, but Mm -hmm. in the mental chess game of making sure no one gets bullied. Mm -hmm. I do it with publishing. I do it with um, inspirational compilation books. I do it in ways, but he has a book called Hug a Bully, and it's actually him thanking bullies for causing him to become tough and for him to actually be able to take on anything. And without the bullies, um, he, he actually says he would not be a black belt. He would not have watched the Karate Kid. He would not have begged his dad to go and take all these classes. So that's what I'm saying in the light of that, is that the problem is going to be solved when we shed light on why there is a problem. Absolutely. And, yes. and an opera singer, you forgot that, and a scientist. Oh. He's yes. phenomenal. He's great. Awesome. So, Eric, I know that you want to um, lay down some ice cubes. And there's not really enough time in the show to do. Um, you know, I, I was saying something to someone the other day, um, like three or four days ago. I said, um, think about doing a book with somebody. Uh, it's, I think it's my 41st or 42nd book, but I want to do this book with this gentleman named Eric Jones. And we're doing a book called BPM. And the person looked at me and I knew that went like, <laughs> and you, you would never, if I said BPM to you, you're not thinking for a second, like, wow, what does he mean by that? You know, <laughs> but that's beats, that's beats per minute, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like and, that. and, that's a DJ. And, and that's just DJ thing. But DJ talk, well, just like F stop with uh, photographers. If you say, you know, different, different aspects of a camera, you would never uh, be able to say it with the general public, perhaps, but with a photographer, a photographer, you're saying, well, how do you shoot that? Why well, use F stop 46? <laughs> I use a G 47 slip knot. And then I, took the shot but um we're doing a bpm book uh, uh mel and our intention is that we'll be on the jumbotron and it's a fun book it's it's 80 to 140 so it's 80 beats all the way to 140 beats it happens to be about it's either gonna be about 60 pages ironically or it might be 120 pages depends how many pages we want to give to each beat but um it, it allows us to have a collaborative project and i've always been wanting to take my 35 years of DJing and knowing all this stuff up here and laying it down into, that'd be pretty cool. Whatever you want to mix, you have a book, especially with uh, a fellow DJ that expands your horizon by saying, Hey, these are some of the things we have in common. These are things we grow from. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the BPM book, Eric. 
I mean, oh yeah, me I too. I love how your brain works. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it as well. All right, so you have another book you're working on. Sitting there. You have another book you're working on, Eric. Yeah. So, um, so basically, the next book that I'm going to get working on is going to be, um, it's going to be like a spinoff from The Scars That Healed. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much going to focus on just how I was able to, you know, get through all of the trauma that I dealt with in the first book. So this, you know, is pretty much going to be, um, you know, me just ripping the Band-Aid off and just really telling it how it is as to how I was able to get through all of those different traumatic situations in the first book. And you're a big proponent of mentorship. And what I see is you evolving from the scar to the Band-Aid to the trophy, so to speak. You told that, me that. Well, yeah, because because I think it's life. I think it's three, and I think your third is being written during your journey now. And mm-hmm. I I, I want to applaud you because when you don't get the right publisher or the right marketer or the right team to put a book out, unfortunately, it becomes a one and done. You just it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. You do the book; it's your best book, and it doesn't make any impact, doesn't make any money, or doesn't make enough money. And you say, "Well, I I tried," but we, as you know, Eric. Right, the one percent zone. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know 2023 is going to be. Uh, I, I could already foresee it being a very good year for all of us. So yeah. I'm excited to see what's what's on the horizon. Well, we have some rapid fire to do. This is sometimes one of my favorite parts of the chapter, and just I hope it's also one of my favorite parts of the show because it, it's a, you know, when you ask these questions and you give that quick uh, response you're actually saying how you're programmed or how you wish to inspire others to be programmed. So are you ready for it? We're starting with you, Eric, going to Mel. Okay. A book that changed your life. Hire is waiting. Bye. Tyler Perry. Thank you. Mel. Uh, God, 48 laws of power. Okay. Bye. You call. I don't recall. I, I do remember, but I, I at the moment, well, I thought my brain. I it's funny. I, I couldn't remember either. And that's why I asked, but I, ha- I have the book. I, I should read it again. <laughs> you might want to. Uh, what is, uh, what is, since we're near a holiday season, what is a gift you'd give people in the form of a book besides your own? What book, what book would you give to someone for the holidays, Eric? Um, I would, it would be something. A book that's. Um, I'm coming back to you. You think about the title. Yeah. yeah. Title? I, I don't. You don't have to answer it. We can always put it as a link. Mel, do you want to say a book that you give someone for the holidays? Absolutely. Oh, The Places You Will Go by Dr. Seuss. Isn't that a great one? I love that book. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the book by Miguel. Um, the Four the four Love. Gosh. I have to put a link to that, but that's the one I would buy a bunch of just to give out. That's such a uh, that's such a beautiful book. I'm gonna have to Google it while I'm asking the next one. What movie inspires you, Eric? The Blind Side. Isn't that funny? That's in the top ten, I think, all time inspirational sports movies. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're in a book with Rudy. That's number two. Yeah. Yeah. It was that was right, those so, two places, either Rudy or The Blind Side. That's so cool. So. Um, what is uh, your what's your movie? Gladiator. Man. Russell Crowe. And by the way, I got it. I had to, I only had to put in Miguel author. It's the four agreements. The four agreements by 
Um, Miguel, I'm going to give you the full title because you guys need to know it while we're doing that. Okay, so this is the cover. That's the book I wish to make sure you guys have for Christmas. Is that cool? So it is Don Miguel Ruiz. And I've, I have earmarked and um, posted it and everything. I've read that book so many times and it's embarrassing. I couldn't say the name of it. All right. So uh, what's, what's your favorite game since we're getting into the holiday season, you break out the board games. What's your favorite game? Monopoly. Monopoly. Eric. Where's it, Eric? Left, right, center. Left, Left, right, right, center. center. Okay. And did you think of a book that you wanted to give? A book that I want to give? Yeah, I guess you're just going to have to give your book. Yeah. You're going to have to give your book. I was going to say that. I'll give my book. Well, you know what? Um, you know what I love is that when you give a book that you wrote, that is the best gift you can give anybody. And it's also economically uh, cool to do because mm-hmm. you're given a $20, $30 gift and it didn't cost you that. It costs you way more than that if you take off the whole thing. But it, when you get down to the, the nitty gritty of what it costs after you've done all the expenses, it's actually a very prudent mm-hmm. gift to give. And you're connecting with somebody to allow them to know you, to work with you. All right, let's go to uh, who would you who would you want to meet that you haven't met? And Eric, you're first. Tyler Perry. Okay, perfect. Let's make that happen next year. I want to meet him too. Mel? Me too. Can I go? I, I want to be yeah. on that trip. <laughs> all right, we're all going to go. And who, who would you like to meet, Mel? Um, Michelle Obama. Awesome. Who's your hero, Eric? My hero? I would have to say my uncle, Robert. Uncle Robert, he's, okay. He's one that, yeah. Good. Mel? Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey, okay. Yeah. Um, what is a quote you live by, Eric? God aligns the strongest soldiers to fight through the toughest of battles. That's a mouthful. I thought you were definitely going to do an ice cube quote. Mm. All right. Uh, Mel, what is your quote? I stand unapologetically in my truth, my light, with my voice. And that's why Dr. Mraz. That's why Dr. Mraz and you get along so well. Um, What's your favorite artist? Eric? My favorite artist? Music artist. Yep. My favorite music artist, strangely enough, Ice Cube. I believe it. And really? I would have actually hung, I would have I would have actually had to take you off the show if you didn't say that. So good job. Um, <laughs> Mel. Uh, well, for all genres, there's a whole lot of everything for everyone. But um, I am a James Brown lady through and through. Do it. Well, so we're down to one minute, five seconds. What's your favorite song, Eric? My favorite song, We Fall Down by Donnie McCarkin. Mel, mm. last one. Last question. Go ahead. It's a man's world. Oh, James. Wow. All right. So you guys have both been amplified. Love you both. I'm looking forward to great 2023. I wish you the best happy holiday season. And again, this show is sponsored by Voice America, Perfect Publishing. We are so excited about this book finishing the year and launching and uh, motivating and igniting his second book. So Eric Jones, you are a beautiful human being. I'm so so honored to be working with you. Same here. Likewise, I, I'm already looking forward to the journey. I'm planning more trips up in New England just so I can see you guys more, so we can do more book tours up there. We got Connecticut, we have Maine Lobster, we got the Rhode Island Wieners, we have the uh, Rhode Island uh, Author Expo show that we're going to be doing. Rhode Island and and the mansions and New England's going to get some love. 
So this is Ken Rashan, Arn Voice America, Amplified Radio. And I am so happy that the holiday season is a time to celebrate family and friends. I wish we lived closer together, but we will definitely be calling and talking about what Santa brought us. All right. I got my copy. My two your copy tea. for the holidays. <laughs> so they amplified. Keep track of those two front teeth. If Zork the elf is around, tries to steal your two front teeth, make sure you wear that tooth guard and uh, stay amplified. If you know people inspiring like Melly B and Eric Jones, please direct them our way so we can get them in Dose of Hope. See you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.